knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today, we are taking a trip out west to the great state of Utah. Uh, while I was a couple years back, uh, I was in Utah. I was very intrigued by not only the beauty of Utah, but what Utah has to offer. Not only as a kayak fisherman, but as an adventurist. This is like having a playground in your backyard here in the United States. My guest tonight is Erin Mathis. She is a professional kayak angler, and she runs uh, one of the biggest clubs in Utah. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Erin Mathis. Good evening, Erin. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad at all. It's sunny. It's starting to warm up here in Chicago, so I have no complaints. My only <laughs> real concern is that uh, it's going to be nice out, and people are going to pack the parks where uh, I go fishing. So tomorrow might be a challenge for me, uh, especially for the rematch for uh, going against Noob 2.0. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> So, Aaron, we're going to start off with the normal questions. Let's have an introduction, and then uh, we'll roll in from there. So just introduce yourself. How long have you been kayak fishing? What are you in right now? Awesome. Um, so I'm Aaron Mathis. I am an engineer here in Utah, and I run Kayak Fishing Utah. Uh, with I co-own it with my buddy uh, Joe Randall. Uh, kayak fishing Utah is the only kayak club in Utah, so we are the biggest, <laughs> but, um, we, uh, yeah, I've been kayak fishing since, um, 2016 ish. Uh, I started off in a Tamarack and got into a Hobie. Um, I ended up selling my second Hobie this last December and, um, I don't have a 360 yet that is on my radar this year, but I did just pick up a perception, um, Pescador um, pedal drive and, uh, took it out for the first time last weekend. And that's kind of what I'm riding right now. Um, I live with my amazing boyfriend, Brian, and, uh, 
his two kids, our two kids, and uh, got them all into kayak fishing as well. So it's been nice. fun. Awesome. Yeah. So when you're fishing Utah, where predominantly are the waters that you are fishing at? Uh, so I'm in northern Utah. The um, the waters are all pretty much up north. We have uh, large and small mouth here. And um, a lot of them are central, centralized around Salt Lake City. Uh, a couple of the better ones are a little bit further north up by, it's between Salt Lake and Idaho. So it's called like Ogden is kind of the area. And then um, the, what's known as one of our best fisheries is San Hollow down in St. George, but that's about a five hour drive from us, so. Okay, how about Paul Lake? Does that, uh, does that resonate with any kind of fishing there? I haven't heard of Paul Lake. No, Where, where's that at? Or Lake, Lake, pa Lake Powell is what, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Powell, yes. 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 Um, yeah, so Powell is, um, is also a great fishery. Um, unfortunately, it's um, a little more dangerous for kayakers. They get, they get really bad uh, wind gusts and storms through there. Not saying it's not doable, but um, I don't know if I would necessarily take uh, my kids out there. Um, just because randomly they'll get those, those big spikes of wind that can be super dangerous for kayakers. So that's very interesting because, you know, uh, so how I wound up in Utah was not necessarily for kayaking, but, uh, mountain biking out in Moab nice. and I'm making our trek back to, we, we flew into Salt Lake city and then we went south to moab and then trek back through vegas and from the point of because we hit all five national parks uh while in our adventure and that popped up and it's it's funny because you would think how protected that lake would be with the canyons and everything mm -hmm. uh, i wouldn't imagine the uh the gust and the wind would be such an issue for that lake yeah, I think that's just it, though. I think it's the wind that comes through those canyons specifically. And, and uh, um, I haven't experienced it myself. It's just something that um, is kind of known. Um, but yeah, Powell has got like some of the biggest wipers. I think a, a woman caught a 45-inch wiper out of there recently. And uh, But there's some huge bass in there as well. So Now, does that... the category of bass that's within that region and even up by you are you guys far enough west to where you would have the same trophy bass as you would in the delta or are you too far away oh no we unfortunately okay. do not i was uh talking with the other guys last uh two nights ago and i mean i think in three years the biggest fish put on a kayak fishing utah board is 21 inches um okay. that is the that is the largest bass i know to be caught out of utah uh inch wise so we just don't have the same caliber bass i won a tournament on 63 inches i went out to uh, wow. new maloney's california and um caught 86 inches and took 82nd place or something in the 80s so <laughs> <laughs> that just tells you the, the difference in the caliber of bass um our smallies especially are pretty small um yeah, we've we've learned to catch the dinks, and we've learned to love them, and so we're we're working really hard to um, see about protecting our bass uh, life out here in Utah a little more. 
Well, that's awesome that the conservation is going to, you know, go towards that effort. And I'm sure with conservation effort, more people recognizing uh, the need for the fishery, uh, it will help the improvement. It just takes time over yes, time. Yes, absolutely. They'll probably be awesome. big, big and huge by the time I'm, I've moved on from Utah. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your club uh, have any uh, affiliation with conservation efforts as well? Uh, we don't as of now. I actually just took over the club. Uh, me and my buddy did last, oh gosh, July. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of just trying to get my, my grips on it. Um, my boyfriend Brian's been helping out a lot with uh, marketing and stuff like that. And, and so I think we're start, we're opening up a juniors league this year. Um, so it's like 15 bucks for them to enter. And then their tournaments are free um, just to kind of get some kids involved. And I think the next step after that is definitely to work with the DWR here and, and see about getting some more conservation things going for sure. So well, I wish you well in, in that you. endeavor. That that's awesome. You know, and you know, not just in Utah, but throughout the rest of the country. I mean, you know, you, there's there's great areas that practice great conservation, and then there's areas that that have very loose um, conservation and. It just it needs to keep a good fisher across the board. It, it, you, you need that. Agreed. So, all right. So in terms of fishing, you 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 got the largemouth, smallmouth. Mm -hmm. What other? Uh, I, I know while I was out there, there's a lot of talk of trout and catfishing uh, within the river systems there. Yeah, definitely. So um, catfishing's pretty big out here. I'm not a fan of catfish. I think I had like a horrible incident when I was younger and <laughs> try to stay clear of them as much as possible. Honestly, I, I, I want to catch every type of fish here. Um, trout fishing is huge. Uh, my uh, boyfriend and I recently got into fly fishing. Uh, we go up to the UNAs and that's like, it's, I mean, not to sound cheesy, but it's like a little slice of heaven up there. The Just a beautiful mountain range in these lakes. They've got tiger trout, um, brook trout, um, Oh, got gr uh, graylings. Arctic Our, grayling. Yes, we've got graylings yeah. up there. Um, golden trout. Um, yeah, just all all sorts. You can't it can't even describe. Um, another one of the the biggest um, fish to be caught around here. We get walleye and then kokanee salmon. Walleye. Wow, I I did not hear that. That was a big uh, species out there. That's awesome. We have a couple lakes. There are some huge walleye in there. It's pretty great. And then um, another big uh, trophy fish out here, Christine Fisher came out to to catch a few of them. And then we went backpacking up in the Uenas was a, a tiger muskie. So yeah. So yeah, we Sweet. definitely have a few of those. Yeah. Well, to all our listeners, you see there's a pretty diverse fishery in Utah. Now, you know, to go after them is, you know, up to you. But what I, when I set out to do this episode, what I really want is our guests to, I, I want to paint a picture and yourself as well of the beauty of this state that you live in and the activities that you can do after you're done uh, chasing those fish. So let's start off with, uh, let's start off with being on the water. What, what would you say for someone who's coming from anywhere in the country, if they asked you, where's a great place not only to catch fish, but great scenery while kayaking? Where, what, 
recommendation would you give them? Um, man, I would definitely have to say the Uenas. There are um, there are some lakes up there that you do have to hike to and backpack to, but there are some lakes right off the freeway and kayakers are allowed up there, no motor boats. It's beautiful, it's quiet, it's scenic. It is, it is unlike any place I've ever seen before. Um, it does close, it's still closed right now because it's still snowed in, unfortunately, but hopefully within the next uh, month or so, they'll be opening up those those roads again and get some backpacking and fly fishing in. Wow, that's very interesting you say that because two years ago is when I, two years, I, right now in this time frame is when I was in Utah. I was there from April 28th till May 9th around that time, mm-hmm. give or take. And again, you know, I, I got to experience from Salt Lake pretty much all the way to Vegas. So kind of going through the, the heart of the state and it did, I, I mean, I saw snow uh, around the mountains of Salt, Salt Lake, but I, I wouldn't have imagined anywhere else having snow, especially within late April and May. So what would be the best times to come here, uh, you know, to enjoy what's going on, uh, especially within northern Utah, if that's where we're focusing on? Sure. I would say um, probably uh, end of May or I would probably go like mid-September. That's before it starts getting just too cold and you're not going to, we get freak snowstorms in September, but um, typically it's melted the next day. So I would say those two times and the rest of the time, it's almost just too hot here. Wow. Yeah. When when we were down there, uh, so I'll, I'll share a little bit of my experience in Moab. So we got down there. The weather was pretty, pretty decent. It was in the 70s and 80s oh, nice. for that time. Well, of course, you know, the two days beforehand, before we did our excursion, we were just hanging around the town. We went to Arches. We hiked to the Delicate Arc. Everything was cool. The day we start, now, I was with... Rim tours, and unfortunately, uh, the other guest I tried to get on tonight, he so he's a guide and he does uh week long trips. That's so cool. he, he's, on, he's on a trip right now. So I wish I could have had him from the show, but you know, uh, he's he's working, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, but uh, so the first day, the guy, uh, his name was Reed, and he goes, Well, I really hate to break it to you. This doesn't happen often, but because you guys are here, we're having our first thunderstorm within the uh, last, what was it, like nine months was the last time they saw a thunderstorm. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's such a arid area, uh, Mm -hmm. just in the south. It's in the south area of Canyonland National Park. Mm -hmm. We went Eagles all the way uh, to Moab. So over 120 something miles over four days wow. on, the, uh, on the trails back there. And I will say this was probably the hardest, this was the hardest endurance I've had to do uh, for a recreational trip. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so with the thunderstorm though, it, it's insane because it literally becomes a flash flood situation. Yeah. Especially it, down there. Yeah, and so we got caught in it, and, you know, it was raining so hard that the rain fly on my tent 
couldn't uh, keep up with the amount of rain that was coming down. So I'm sleeping in my tent. It's in the morning, and here's rain dripping right right into the tent. I'm like, oh no! A great way to start off the trip. <laughs> and then let's add on the rest of the way a couple gnarly wipeouts. Oh and boy! <laughs> I, I will tell you what though that you know what the scenery. So when you get to set up camp at the edge of a canyon that overlooks and and when i say it looks like a painting i'm sure you can attest if you've been out there mm-hmm. it looks there's there's nothing like this it, it revitalizes the soul absolutely being out there and when i say you're remote you have the emergency gps signal to press which costs 150 dollars <laughs> so you better either you're you're legitimately dying or you've lost a limb because you're sure. getting air vacked out. Yeah. I mean that's how remote this is how remote we are. And but when you but when you when the sun goes down, you're sitting around the campfire and you can see every star in the <laughs> sky. You can make out every constellation. It is it, it is something to be had. I as we sit here and have a toast to the beer <laughs> Um, it was funny because the, uh, you know, you, you were going 20, 30 miles a day and, you know, you'd hydrate, but you could not keep up with enough hydration while on that mountain bike out there. And so when you had, you know, you want to drink the beer because that had the carbs, uh, all the carbs you lost (laughs) while, while pedaling. It was just replenished. It was like drinking water. It was the oh, crazy. I don't, I don't think beer ever tastes. I don't think beer ever tastes so good after like, the third day of doing this. That's too funny. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous down there. It's a it's a totally different scenery than northern, and that's one of the things I really love about Utah. You get just a little bit of everything. You've got the desert and the beautiful canyons. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know what, when you're out there, the people who you encounter too, mm-hmm. everyone has, everyone has a story. It's like everyone is transplanted from different parts of the country to that, that area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, are you originally from Utah? No, I was, um, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona and, okay. um, Moved here in 2007. My ex-husband was in the military, and we moved here for uh, to, lived on Hill Air Force Base for a while. And um, I loved it so much that I decided to stay. And uh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. So the next thing we're gonna talk about. So you're so within Northern Utah, and if you have any ideas as well, moving further south. So. We're, we talked about being on the water and, and where we want to go fish. Mm-hmm. If you have, have some recommendations, I usually go with three of restaurants within the area. What recommendations would you give our listeners? Oh man. 
Um, oh gosh, that's a really good question. Uh, pig in a jelly jar has been one of my favorite, uh, breakfast places. So, okay. uh, that one's, that one's pretty good. They do breakfast and brunch. Uh, they're in Ogden and in Salt Lake. Um, trying to think of a few more here, uh, right outside where you can ski and snowboard. Um, there's a porcupine grill, which has some great beers and good food. Okay. That, one, that one's near Salt Lake. And then, um, oh my gosh, I think it's called like my, uh, Brian might yell at me from the other room like Jim's burgers or something. It's right outside when you're leaving Uena's and it's this shaggy burger joint. And after you've been backpacking or fishing for a weekend or whatever up in the Uena's and you're eating, you know, fish or whatever, you know, you're whatever you brought to cook over the fire coming down <laughs> and just getting a greasy fat burger from that place is like the best. <laughs> so. So I might tug on your heartstrings right now. Um, when I was so when I first landed in in Salt Lake City, one of the restaurants that I oh man it I I never had this take on Mexican food but it was it was Santa Fe style Mexican food, the red iguana. Yes, red iguana yes. is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, the way the way everything was prepared yeah. was delicious. Absolutely, I'm talking. I'm talking like everything's fire roasted, mm -hmm. you know, very like, authentic. Yeah. Yes. Like I, like being in the Midwest and people say, Oh, here's Southwest seasoning or Southwest sauce. <laughs> okay. You know, you got a little zest hit sure. when you actually have Southwest cooking. Oh my gosh. It is. Oh man. I, <laughs> I think, I'm, you know what? Flights to Salt Lake are $15 right now for a round trip. I think I just might go have lunch in Salt Lake right? city. So, <laughs> Just a iguana. Absolutely. Oh, that place is by my work. And so uh, I frequent there quite often. But yeah, no, that place is awesome. It's always busy too, very packed. <laughs> so it was it was uh interesting because when I landed in Salt Lake, it was on a Sunday. So I had I, I was waiting for the rest of my friends to land as well. So I had some time to kill and I and I went and I walked around uh, downtown Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. You know, I pretty much from like where the uh, train depot is okay. going east uh, around the uh, around the cathedrals and yep. then towards the uh, Capitol building. And it, it's 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 different because it's such a big city in mm -hmm. the way of life that that is taken, you know, or that is taken place on a Sunday is absolutely stunning because it's it's a big city. You would think that it would be hustle and bustle, and yet you have families playing in part. The church is such a big part out there, and yes. everything's kind of is kind of whole. And to kind of see mm -hmm. see that in, in perspective, you know, it, it's it's somewhat of a different world compared to Chicago. <laughs> Chicago on a Sunday is is insane, especially I can't during the summertime. <laughs> so. You know, it's, and I wish, I wish everywhere could take that step back and just enjoy the time, you know, enjoy that time that, sure. that, that I was in Salt Lake. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting here. It took me a while to get used to, um, yes, sometimes a Sunday is, uh, 
cumbersome because I can't, a lot of places are closed, you know, they're at home enjoying their families. And that's sometimes the weekend is the only time I can get out and do things I need to do. But, uh, but yeah, you definitely get used to it. And it, it is nice to kind of go around on a Sunday and, and, and just enjoy the peace. Now, I did go out fishing last Sunday and it was the first uh, weekend that the state parks were open up mm -hmm. and uh, it was not peaceful. <laughs> so uh, the, the pandemic that, had everybody uh, out and about and getting some fresh air. So <laughs> 75 degrees and sunny tomorrow. That's how my fear of what tomorrow is yeah. going to take place is going to happen when I try to go fishing. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna move down towards Moab again, just because that's where um, you know a lot of my time was spent. But another uh, restaurant that I enjoyed uh, while I was out there was, and it kind of falls into the other place. But uh, the other question I'm gonna ask, uh, but the food at Moab Brewery, top notch. Okay. Top I actually notch. haven't. I haven't eaten there. We went we went down to Moab just before they they actually closed Moab to um, visitors recently. It might be open back up now, but um, we went just before that happened and just did some trailer camping with the kids. Just we one knew everything was going to start shutting down. We wanted to get some fresh air and different scenery. It was still really cold up here, and um, but yeah, there was one uh, restaurant that I can't remember what it was, but it was right next to our we just stayed at a uh, trailer park, uh, RV park, and it was fantastic, but we did not go to Moab brewery. That is, that is on my list. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know, it, 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 the looks we got, so here comes four dudes who are firemen. Um, we've been on the road for, I don't know, six hours. We're starving. We legit ordered like, of the 10 appetizers, I think we ordered like six of the 10 appetizers. <laughs> like, and the burgers that they serve were ginormous. Oh, like, that's well, that's all right. We know we know what's in store for us, so this is going to be okay. We'll, we'll take a pass. <laughs> so when they came, and they came with like, you know, the big saucers of food, everyone in the restaurant's looking like, who are these guys? <laughs> Why are they eating so much food? <laughs> this is our first time eating ever. <laughs> Yeah, you would have you would have thought like we fasted for you know days on end with the amount of food that was coming oh, to our table. <laughs> and the last, the the last for my third, and I I will say I I'm fortunately I do not remember the name of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. However, I do remember it being in the middle of the main drag by where uh cool clothing. There's a big cool. Uh, overlander truck hmm. and it, and it's a very small um it, i wouldn't say mexican restaurant but it is it is more southwest authentic uh you know food and the breakfast burrito we had there awesome nice awesome. and it again it's it's these small little places that you know have the best food that and yeah. you know <laughs> so like i said you can you could not be beat it out there and like southwest like i said we get southwest sauce up here and then when you go actually have southwest uh food it is <laughs> whole awesome. different animal <laughs> oh yeah nice so so moving on so a lot of, a lot of you know guys when we come off the water and gals 
you know, we're looking for the good old watering hole and go to breweries and beers. Mm-hmm. Now, here in Salt Lake, um, I know you, there's quite a, there's within like that northern Utah area, there's a couple different breweries. Uh, do you dabble into them or uh, do you have any recommendations? Um, well, uh, we've got Epic is one of the good ones around here. Um, we recently discovered Red Rock is also a Utah brewery. Um, okay. I just, I just get their stuff from the from the liquor store, but it's um they've got some really great beers that have a really high percentage uh, alcohol. If you just go to a regular grocery store, the highest alcohol content you can get is a five percent. Um, I do remember that now. Yeah, yes. it's definitely different. And then um in restaurants, obviously you can order drinks and stuff, but they we have a lot of really strict rules. It's it's different out here, of course. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's whining over here. Um, <laughs> she needs some love. Um, and then, uh, oh, what's the other one? Epic. Um, we do have a couple wineries. I actually surprisingly haven't visited them yet. Um, I went to Napa one time and got completely spoiled there. So I feel like I would be, <laughs> I, I feel like I would be a little let down if I went to a Utah winery. I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm not a wine snob. I drink wine out of a box typically, but uh, <laughs> whatever's cheap, right? Um, oh my gosh. You know, it, it, so my girlfriend, she's kind of the same way. I'm like, you know, do you like this wine? We, we have here to Chicago, we have a place called Biddy's. And Biddy's is how I would describe what chicky cheese is for kids is what Biddy's is for adults. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, you know, I, I, we're walking down the the line aisle, and there's so many different – I'm like, how about this one? How about this one? Wait. I go, I tell her, I will drink this wine with – now, it's a barrel. It's aged in uh, whiskey barrels. So I'm like, I will drink this wine with you. But she's like, it's like, what, $15? She goes, I drink $4, $4 bottles of wine out the bottle. I, I'm not really too concerned <laughs> out about Out the bottle? meet your girlfriend she sounds awesome <laughs> that's my kind of girl right there <laughs> oh yeah so we, but she she's seen pictures of napa valley and stuff like that oh. so she does want to she when we can get the the you know back to a normal uh traveling Dinner. that's somewhere that for her she wants to go and i would just go to because i mean who doesn't want to go to napa valley yeah. and drink a bottle of fermented grapes <laughs> yeah, right. um, it's beautiful it's fun <laughs> we, we do have something close to to us in illinois it, actually it's in michigan but michigan time-wise is only an hour and a half from okay. where we're in chicago and they call it the napa valley of the midwest so oh, okay. there's there's a lot of small vineyards out this way too nice. um but but yeah so how far away is napa valley from let's say salt lake city oh gosh um well, when I went there, I went, we did a, I went up to Seattle and then went down the coast and then ended in Napa Valley and San Francisco and came back. I want to say it's probably a 12 hour drive. Okay. So, twelve. I mean, if you, and for those who are avid hardcore adventurers like myself, 12 hours, if you plan it out right, that's, that's nothing. I mean, yeah. it's a, that's a day's <laughs> worth of driving then you plan on spending a couple mm-hmm. days there and then driving back. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's not, that's not horrible. Sure. Uh, you know, for, I, I'm just closing the episode to be revealed coming up soon, but, uh, but we, so 
the same people who went to uh, Utah with me, we did a uh, an RV road trip out to Wyoming. And you want to talk about a long drive? 23 and oh, a half hours in an yeah. RV <laughs> from that's Chicago insane. all the way up, all the way out yeah. to the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. Oh, that's awesome. So Yellowstone's like my second home. I used to go there like five times a year. I'm so ready to get back. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I had to go back, but my heart is with the Tetons. Oh, I, um, Tetons, of course. Absolutely. My heart is with, I, I have a picture from when I was, unfortunately, I wasn't kayaking. I was canoeing, okay. but it was just probably the coolest picture coming from, uh, from the lake of the mountains right through oh, uh, Jenny Lake. Yes. Yes. Right yeah. on Jenny Lake. We were, yeah, we were staying in Calter Bay. And so we paddled yeah. south, we paddled south. And it was, oh man, it was oh, just, I'm jealous. I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Northern Yellowstone has my heart. I've um, followed a lot of the bears up there and, um, and got to see the, the two wolf packs that are up there. And so uh, I definitely, my heart's Northern, the very, very top part of Yellowstone up by, yeah. Uh, yeah. Montana. Yeah. By Montana. I always stay in Livingston or right outside in Gardner. So, you know, and like I said, I'm not. I, th this one's being saved, but I will dive into it. We uh, <laughs> we so the park. It was like it was like a. I, I'll let this one slide, but it was like a scene out of Jurassic Park when. So it was the second day we were there. So what we did for those who don't know Yellowstone, it is a complete loop. So the park goes one big circle. So what we did was half. You know, half the time between hiking and sightseeing. We stood to the east and then we did the west. Mm -hmm. and when we got up to the north, it, it's it's very populated up there. There's it's it's its own little small town because a lot of the uh, workers and a lot of the mm -hmm. uh, parkers stay in this area. Well, we were coming out of a restaurant and the park ranger was like telling everybody, "Get in your cars, everybody, run, get away." We're like. <laughs> Here's us. We're like, ooh, what's going on? You know, all a four firemen were like, hey, what's this? <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> comes this stag just bolting up the side of a canyon. I mean, he is running. He wow. stops. The the uh, park ranger is just like, you guys got to get back in your car. He looks, the stag looks at us. And he's just like, <sighs> <laughs> like oh crap he's gonna charge us <laughs> and we just kept running but it was probably one of the most majestical majestical things i've ever seen I with nature I mean, it, it was captivating it's like i really didn't care if i was gonna get uh punctured by uh by by his antlers i was just happy to see this <laughs> good story to tell <laughs> oh yeah too funny this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, 
Have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, um, you know, we were talking about breweries and and beers and vineyards. Within the area that you're in, is there any... Now, I, I know it's Salt Lake, so there's a little bit of a difference, but are there any good uh, bar scenes for people coming to explore uh, Utah. Is there any good, what? sorry, you cut out just for a second. Oh yeah, no problem. Is there any good bar scenes? So it, good oh. bars to check out. Um, um, yes. Um, the, definitely downtown Salt Lake, we've got a beer bar. It's got like this whole chunk of ice that goes around the bar. You set your beer on, it keeps it nice and cold for you. Um, we've got a whiskey bar down there. Um, the Beehive is another one. The Green Pig is a fun one. They've got a they've got an upstairs deck on the outside. They show a lot of. Um, I think they do like game trivia nights and stuff like that. I personally don't really go to bars. Um, I'm a family gal, and and I I enjoy staying in, or I enjoy my uh, well, especially now, but uh, I enjoy my, <laughs> my my wine at home typically at this point. But um, definitely, uh, I'm a little older too, but uh, definitely because um, we've got U of U right there, so there are definitely a lot of bars. It's a little college town essentially. Yeah. So. Well, I I the next time I come into Salt Lake City, it shouldn't be on a Sunday then. Ooh. <laughs> bars are still open on sunday liquor stores are not <laughs> but... okay. you know and i would never thought that because it was like like i said it was kind of like a ghost town when i with mm-hmm. the day i came in. so um sure. but you know it's funny you you had mentioned your family gal and that's that leads into my next set of questions okay so for for those coming in so for those who are coming in uh obviously we know that so you know i know there's five national parks in utah Mm-hmm. but uh what what three things would you recommend for family fun activity in utah uh you know that it doesn't necessarily have to do with kayaking but sure. if if someone who was coming in who wanted to kayak fish and they had their family with them what would your recommendation be um so my kids love lagoon yeah, you probably you might oh no you wouldn't have driven by it if you flew in and just went straight south but it's a, it's literally a, um, a, an amusement park, and it's pretty huge, actually. Um, they're building some crazy, crazy roller coasters. The kids love it. They do a whole Frightmares thing during October. So that's fun. Um, it's just something different, you know. Um, I would say, I think one of my, we took a bunch of family vacations last year, just, just locally, small weekend ones. And I think my favorite one was probably Escalante, and that is more south. Um, that that's awesome. Yeah, you know Escalante. <laughs> the, the staircase, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, it's been. Uh, I believe they're they're trying to turn it, put a pipeline through it right now. I'm hoping that doesn't go through because I will ball my eyes out. That is one of the most. I grew up in Arizona and I hated the desert growing up just because I saw it every single day. Now that I'm in northern Utah, I 
appreciate that stuff way more. And oh my gosh, we went on the most beautiful hike. We we went we stayed on the most beautiful lake, and Escalante was such a cool cool place. Um, beautiful scenery, and just so much so many activities and things to do, and a really fun sweet town. Um, so yeah, I mean that Escalante is probably one of my favorite. Um, honestly, I say taking taking kids. Um, well, if you come in the winter, we've got the best snow on earth. So we. Uh, my whole family's snowboarders and I got the kids into snowboarding this winter and that has been a blast. And, and I'll tell you one thing about Utah, which is really cool. Um, when the ski resorts are actually open, you could go snowboarding and in the same time, come down and play on the most beautiful car- golf course ever all in the same day. <laughs> wow. I've done now, it so, <laughs> so now I'm my, my curiosity is starting to, to turn i think i had to take another trip to salt lake because <laughs> you know there's so much coming out of this you know and it's funny because here in illinois uh with everything with the uh covid crisis going on they just so for the last month golfing was shut down now i do golf i the way i consider myself as a golfer i'm good for the first three holes uh after the the next 15 holes <laughs> you, you might want somebody else just because you know i could play good but there's something else that's influencing <laughs> what's going on but uh but with that being said you know uh you know i i do actually do like golfing i do practice i'm not the greatest golfer but i you know the whole and that's just I should say with this whole pandemic that's going on you can't have you know the social aspect is really you know kind of deteriorating and i'm hoping just like everybody else this is over soon that way we can get back and have a great time together but definitely go snowboard and then go golf this sounds like me and my cousin's (laughs) dream right now so i definitely had to look i had to look into that absolutely i mean yeah it'll be it'll still be nice and cold up there and the snow won't be as good obviously as it is midwinter but um but yeah, man, you could definitely hit the slopes and then go hit some greens. It's it's pretty cool. Or you can go fishing the same day, whatever yeah. whatever your little heart desires are. It's so diverse here, and, and we have so many, you know, elevation levels that we literally we literally have a little bit of everything in Utah. I'm calling my cousin right now. <laughs> so. Wow, that that's awesome, you know, and that's that's great. Uh, I I would never know that. So <laughs> that's that kind of, you know, you're a great, you're a great guest right now because yeah, you keep awesome. falling into the next categories of oh, what's perfect. coming up next. And so, if there's three distinct features of Utah, what would you say they are that people have to check out that's nowhere nowhere else? in the country has utah has man um i know it's utah there's there's way more than three oh sure right (laughs) um i will plug the uenas over and over again i mean there's there's (laughs) beautiful places like that everywhere but i that's just like that's our getaway man that's like we can drive up there within an hour and you know we could backpack and hike for days they've got miles and miles and miles of trails and it's incredible um one thing to check out, it's in northern Utah. It's called the Spiral Jetty. 
and it's only visible during certain times of the year because it gets hidden by the salt lake depending on how high the lake is and uh, it is this man-made creation out of rocks and it, i think it's 15 feet wide and it's literally there's just a spiral of beautiful perfectly it's like a perfect spiral rocks i'll have to shoot wow. you a picture of it I only saw, yeah. you only don't need to see it once, but it is like one of the, it is the most weird off-road track. You you go by, um, it's where like the two trains first met in Utah. I can't remember what, Golden Spike. So you're right okay. next to the Golden Spike and then, um, and then the spiral jetties out there as well. So it's kind of like a twofer. And um, that is like, I mean, I'm not really into man-made stuff, but that was one of the most like peace. I went with just me and my dog a while back and, it was one of the most peaceful experiences I had. It was really cool. You can walk out onto it and everything. Um, so yeah, that's nowhere else in the world. Um, stay away from the Great Salt Lake. It stinks and it only has brine shrimp in it. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. You know, you're taking out. away my questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, folks, there you go. Salt Lake, don't even try it. There's only brine shrimp. Yeah, brine shrimp and tons of... Um, of uh, Oh my gosh, our national bird. Why can't I think right now? Uh, eagle, the eagles. <laughs> and for those listeners, if you named your kayak Bubba Gump, then go all for that. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> I think it's the same shrimp that they call uh, like the sea monkeys or whatever when you're a kid and you get those little brine shrimp and then sea monkey. I think that's what they are. Yeah. Um, Oh, so actually, okay. I'll take back that statement a little bit. The other thing I would recommend going and seeing as a family, and it's something I don't think anywhere else has, in the middle of Salt Lake is an island. It's called Antelope Island. And on this island, there's antelope, um, there's mule deer, and then there's a ton of buffalo. And uh, you can kind of just drive around this island, and it's, it's actually a really beautiful place to take pictures. They've got horseback riding out there. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, and you know, uh, something to you know, it's it's something especially like, you know, like I said, being in Salt Lake City, it's it's built around the city. There's mountains, and then you have Salt Lake itself. So mm-hmm. I would never thought, you know, for as much for as populated as that area is, having that that's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, kind of but- I'm kinda regretting only spending about four or five hours there there's more to explore now that uh now that you're bringing it out well the further north you go the less populated it gets it's more farmland and stuff up there so it's uh you get a little bit more of the beauty less of the smog so (laughs) so you know what and i'm gonna throw it out there uh just because again you know being that i've been to utah and it's and i would you know follow up your recommendations so we talk about family fun. I had mentioned it earlier, uh, the national parks. Yes, the, arches. There, there's five national parks. Mm-hmm. Let's see. If I, so you have arches, which if just to put it into perspective, if you've never been to the Delicate Arc, it is, I'm six foot two. My buddy is six foot five. And then the two other guys who are with us are like five, five and five, eight. We looked like when we took the picture from we had somebody stand at the uh, at the top of the rim from where the arc is, and you look down, we look like little minuscules mm-hmm. compared <laughs> to the size of what the delicate arc is. Now, for those who are listening, 
it is if you are not conditioned it will be somewhat of a tedious hike because mm-hmm. you're there's there's an ele- i think it's about like a 600 foot elevation mm-hmm. change from where the parking lot is to where the actual arc is but once you reach it it is i mean just to see that the earth made this wasn't this isn't man-made this is all by erosion to see that and this is why you know your state uses it as like its license plate oh and, yeah it it is it is a wonder to be seen. Uh, you know, it, again, the Earth made this. You look at this at this giant colossal, and you're thinking, I hope to God this doesn't fall on me. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely nothing like it. Like I said, we were down there a couple months ago, and it is it is something to be seen. I yeah, I I probably shouldn't have left that out. I always think Northern Utah. I almost forget that Southern Utah is even a part of the state because it's. <laughs> Well, just because it looks nothing like where I live. So it's just so interesting, you know, to think about it that way. But um, yeah, Arches is definitely, uh, I have not visited the other ones yet, though. The other ones you're about to call out. (laughs) So yeah, so the next one to Arches is Canyonlands National Park. Yeah. And this is, so this is where early in the show I was describing the trip that I did. I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on it. So um, I want to give a shout out to Rim Tours. Rim Tours is the uh, guide service that took me and my friends, and we had two other gentlemen who were from Yakima, Washington, who were with us. Uh, so we made some friends on this trip as well. Uh, so they took us, and if you guys are looking for like a like first class service, because let's be realistic here. If you are truly trying to save time and if you can't road trip with all your gear to, you know, from wherever you're at, you're going to need a service. Rim Tours provided, not only do they provide the camping equipment, they provided, uh, you know, food for days uh, that their guides prepared for you while you, you know, decompressed from your, from riding all day. Um, everything you could have need, they provide for you a hundred percent. I would recommend in a heartbeat to anybody who's looking to, uh, go out West. And not only do they do Canyonlands, they do Grand Canyon. They do pretty much from Colorado to California, all the way North into Wyoming. They cover all these trails. So, um, again, we did needles to Moab. It's 120 miles. The, Terrain is uh, Black Diamond, and if anybody doesn't understand Black Diamond, what that is in the four-wheeled world is the most treacherous terrain you can take a four-wheel on. Um, I wiped out quite a bit. (laughs) I actually, if you view my YouTube page, there's a video of me just eating it. (laughs) And it wasn't by my own fault. I I actually, so I, I came and I didn't, I made a turn on a switchback and I happened to bend my rim, but as I'm going, I feel the shake in my handlebars. I'm like, Oh crap, this isn't good. And I'm coming to a wall cause it's another switchback. I'm like, ah, well, you know what? I went down, I wrote it down and you, you, my whole kneecap was one big scrape. I was like, ah, Oh no. But, and I got it on the GoPro. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but Canyonlands, like, like I described earlier, it is 
it is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always have a piece of my heart. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget forget that place. The next place, or the next, I'm sorry, the next national park, if you are doing the the Utah Five, is Capitol Reef. Capitol Reef is interesting for the fact that you can drive through it and you don't really have to get out to see the park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of petrified, um, petrified rock, petrified trees within the area, but it is, it is kind of one of those, you just kind of pass through it. Sure. Uh, anybody listening has any other recommendations for it, you know, definitely by all means, but it was kind of, it was cool to see, but it wasn't really somewhere you would, you would really spend a lot of time destination, because yeah. <laughs> at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Right, because the next place is Bryce Canyon. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Canyon, man, that is that is awesome. It's it's weird because, you know, it goes down. So, so we did what they call the Garden Goddess uh, Trail, which starts, it's only a four-mile trail, but that four miles is all downhill, and then it's all back up the canyon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so going down was great. Going back up, we're like, man, we didn't really think. And we, and mind you, we just did 120 miles bike riding, and now we hopped in a car, and, or we hopped in, uh, yeah, we had a rental SUV, and now we're driving back to Salt Lake City. So we were like, we we really didn't anticipate it, but yeah it was really cool it was really <laughs> cool to uh to go down there but the so th- that's three the last one and this is probably next to Canyonland is the one i'm going to recommend that everybody if you get if you have the opportunity to go including yourself aaron yes <laughs> zion national mm-hmm. park man zion is i Beautiful is an understatement, but you want to talk about a challenge and defining your fears and putting stuff in the back of your mind to overcome obstacles, Angel's Landing. Yes. <laughs> so, Did you know, you do I, that? oh, 110%. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I'd be, I'm afraid I'd be part of the statistic. Of, uh, oh my gosh! That's there, Aaron. Let yeah. me tell you, you have you you have to. I'm so it, clumsy, it's, man. It's almost it's almost an obligation because sure. you, being in Utah, you have that beauty. But you know, it, it. So the first part of it really isn't isn't too, it's very kind of monotonous. It's a bunch of switchbacks that yeah. start at the base, and it just goes all the way up. But then you get to a point where then it goes, um, you're you are free scaling, rock climbing, and the only thing that's stopping you 
is a chain. There's a chain handrail to help you uh, go up the rocks to get to the summit of Angel's Landing. But let me tell you, when you get to that, when you get to the crest, it is so breathtaking. I mean, yeah, and it's it's rewarding because you overcame that obstacle to right. get there. That is that is one of the coolest sights to see. I mean, you look down and you see the road that runs through the park. It's, I mean, you're like, wow, we are this high up. It only took two and a half hours to get here. Awesome. (laughs) That is, that is cool. Um, One other thing I'd like to mention, it was in Canyonlands before we started doing our, uh, our biking trip was uh, we hiked around a little bit and we found this place called Murphy's Point. And I've heard of that I'm, before, actually. Yeah. Yes. And I had to give a shout out to my mother because I'm pretty sure I I pretty much set her up for the rest of her life of heart attacks. This was oh, like, no. as a fireman, she knows I do a lot of crazy things, all right? But t- taking a picture of doing things while I'm off duty that are that fills my adrenaline junkie side. Yeah. So. Me and my buddy, we took a picture because at Murphy's Point, you get to the edge and it's, I mean, you're done. You're done. Oh, if you, it's just nothing below you. So my buddy was standing at the higher point, took a picture, and here's me just like sitting out of the canyon, dangling my legs over, and I sent it to my mother. Jason Michael, get off that canyon now. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's too funny. <laughs> so... Yeah, so those are, you know what, for distinct and unique and family fun, check out the National Parks for Utah. That's going to be my recommendation. So, well, we are going to be getting close here. But before we go, I like to play a little game. Oh, boy. Do you like play games? Yeah, of course. All right. We're going to play a game called uh, True Confessions. Okay. Have you ever watched Jimmy Fallon? Uh, yes. So he plays this game, and pretty much, I will. You know what? No, I'll let you. I'll let you tell the story. You're gonna tell me a story, and I have to figure out if you're BSing me or if this is a true story. So once you're done, I'm gonna tell you BS or true, and you're gonna tell me <laughs> which one it is. Okay. Oh man, I gotta come up with a story here. <clears throat> trying to think of something real good here. Um, man, you might have to go. All right, I'll go because you know what? I thought about something earlier when you were talking, <laughs> and and. I'll kind of leave this to everybody's imagination. This gives you time to think as well. So when I was a young lad, I'm still, I'm only 29. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. still a young lad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was, uh, when I still was like, I think I was like 10 or 11, I would fit. It was me, my dad and my sister. And we went fishing at our local spot, the Lamont Quarries. 
and the quarries, you know, they're they're what they are. They're quarries that have been filled and stocked with fish, and the INM canal runs alongside there. It's only a canal that's maybe about 50 feet wide and maybe five foot deep at that. So, you know, it's it was actually right around the time right now. It was around springtime. And I'm standing at the shore and I'm like and I'm standing there and I see a fish start like flopping out the water. I'm like, what is going on here? So I go grab it with my hands. And it's a channel catfish. I'm like Oh, I just grabbed a catfish with my hands. And this thing, I swear to you, went, meow. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I go, I take the fish and I go running over to my dad. I'm like, dad, dad, the catfish is meowing. <laughs> like, is it a cat? Does it meow? And he heard the squeeze like, what the? And he's like, I I don't know. Just put that thing back. I threw the fish back in the water. Now for all the fish, all the catfish that I caught in last year, I was on a hot streak of catching catfish on crankbait. Never once have I ever ever heard any channel catfish make that sound. That one fish though made that sound, and forever I will say catfish meow. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm a, you gave way too much detail. That's totally true. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part it the only part it that's true was that it did make a sound, but it wasn't a meow. It was more of like a like a like a grunt. Oh uh, yeah, they do, yeah. There's like a grunt that they make. They definitely make and a I, I remember that. <laughs> But uh, but the meow part, man, I was, yeah, I always tell, I always tell people, yeah, I, I've heard catfish meow. It's true. It happens. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, all right. Did you, um, did you listen to the podcast I was, I was on the other night? Uh, no, the, the last podcast I got to listen to was, uh, Milford and Sean, when they okay. interviewed the, uh, I'm only halfway through that one right now. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm not setting you up for failure here. I just, I, I, okay. uh, I, uh, okay. So I'm fishing up in Idaho and it's a tournament for kayak fishing, Idaho. Um, there's like 16 of us or so. And, um, I'm a bigger girl. I cannot pee on my kayak very gracefully. Uh, it's on the Snake River anyway. So oh I don't really gosh. want to pee on a river. So um, <clears throat> Snake River holds sturgeon, by the way, and it's super close to us. Go check them our out. Friend, <laughs> our friend Jay Randall with, uh, yes. with, with the, uh, yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so I'm in the middle of the tournament and I have to pee and, uh, it's, I can't remember what time of year it was, but the water was 40 degrees. And, um, so I find an open spot. The snake river is not very forgiving as far as spots. It's normally just a boat ramp or if you're lucky, you'll find a, an open area that's not covered in weeds or something. Get my Hobie off the water and I go up and I, um, get behind a tree and, and I pull my pants down and, uh, I go to squat. And I feel a stinging in my ankle. 
And I look down, and there's a snake biting my ankle. Get the hell out of here. I, I'm stepping on it. That's why it's biting my ankle. <laughs> it's a baby. A uh, little garter snake. I don't care. I freaking hate snakes. And um, I scream. I pee on myself and the snake. And I finished the tournament um, in pee-soaked clothes because the water was too cold to jump in. <laughs> there was one thing you said that gave this away to be bullshit, and you were in a hobie. I know. It's all true. Oh, <laughs> I- get out of here. See, I was paying attention to detail. You said you didn't have a hobie yet. I know. I had. <laughs> no, I've had two hobies. I sold mine in this, this last oh, December. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. That snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? We got northern water snakes here that are aggressive, and that's kind of what my fear is tomorrow. There, it, it's going to be warm out, and they're going to be coming out for the first time and just kind of marking their territory all over. So that's... I might be uh, fighting off snakes in the same way <laughs> you were. <laughs> Up on him. I pissed that thing off. It was not happy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I made for a good story. I just smelt the rest of the yeah. tournament. <laughs> nah, it was well, all, all in good fun. Well, just ask uh, Brian Sheeler about my 20 uh, ounce cup uh, in lacrosse. He'll tell you that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, if I want to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I actually your discretion same- advice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know if, uh, or I told that story on the podcast two days ago. That's why I asked if you'd listen to it yet. So. Okay. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on our time right now. Thank you so much. I yeah, again, you. you you gave you not only from traveling to Utah, you've given great insight to you know to now the next time I got to go back, I know what I got to do. And that's going to be snowboarding to go golfing again and then hop in a kayak. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All in one day, you can do it. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Do you want to give any shout outs to uh, your sponsors or uh, people that are important to you? Um, Yeah, sure. Um, My kayak fishing Utah family, they, uh, they've been super supportive, especially during all this, uh, pandemic stuff. We're uh, keeping together as a family, making sure we all stay positive. Um, my girl, Catherine Field, uh, please check out her YouTube. She is one of the most inspiring women I've ever met. Uh, she is calls herself the queen of dinks. Uh, she, uh, she's new to fishing and she's traveling as much as she can. And I am just, I'm very impressed by her. You know, um, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I did hear, I, I heard her podcast on the uh, Dark Waters. Yes, and, she's uh, an yeah, incredible woman. Yeah, I, I, I started following her after that. So yeah, definitely awesome stuff from her. Oh, she's, she's awesome. She's trying to do that 250 days of fishing before her 50th birthday or something. She's almost there. And for our listeners, she has an incredible story as to how she got into kayak fishing as well and why she's doing everything. So if you if you don't know her, uh, definitely check her out on social media. And if you get a chance, go over to the Dark Waters podcast and listen to her story. It, it's quite incredible. I'm pretty sure her YouTube is Kate Fishing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, sorry if that's wrong, Catherine. But um, and then to uh, my 
my main support system, my amazing boyfriend and, and, and our two kids, uh, Ellie and Odin, and they've, uh, kept me on my toes this whole last year and, and taught me, uh, how to, I think my Ellie calls me mom in training now. Um, so <laughs> it's a whole new way of life and I'm enjoying incorporating them all into this, uh, this awesome world of kayak fishing and, and yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, guys, there you have it. Utah. Uh, <laughs> definitely check it out. You know, again, we have there's kayak fishing there, but everything aside from kayak fishing that goes on there is well worth it. I, you, I know I was never disappointed from it, and I'm sure you guys aren't going to be disappointed. Uh, so any closing remarks you want to give? Now, just come visit. Hit me up. I'll uh, give you my recommendations and let's go. We can go fishing together. We can go golfing, snowboarding, whatever you want to do. My family does it all. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to meet anybody who wants to come visit. So awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Aaron, for being on thank the show. You. And guys, if you haven't already, tune in Sundays, Sunday, Sunday, fun day. We're doing our Paddle and Fin tournament brackets, the host challenges, who's going to be the angler of the podcast. It's getting very interesting with the matchups. Uh, but check it out, guys. Uh, we ha I know I have a rematch tomorrow, so if you guys are listening tomorrow before this comes out, Tune in tomorrow. You'll see me and Sean go against each other. And then Sunday, Brian Sheeler. Uh, you have Susie going against uh, Dustin Nichols. Sheeler against the Trash Panda. It's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome view. So check it out, guys. And until next time, see you off the water. Thank you again, Aaron. Thank you. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak. Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, 
Whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.